In this episode, we talk about our story as best friends running a business. Uh, we go over some of the pros and cons, some of the struggles, some of the triumphs of doing a business with your best friend or your family. So check this episode out. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. So I think that, I mean, it could be a loaded question, right? Should you run a business with your best friend or family member? There's a lot of moving parts in there. I think that's why you chose the title, so that you guys would listen to the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. And... Honestly, my answer changed when I like wasn't running a business. So whenever um, I was working in a business, I was like, "Oh, these people are doing it really bad." So I had a bad example of running it with. So my my thought would be, you should never run a business with your friends or family because I never want to see this like for people. It was just it was just a really bad experience. But I think it was the people, not necessarily like their business or the process it was just them they didn't complement each other well in the business so i think that's why i don't know that's just my that was my initial perspective which is probably i don't know maybe i would say something somewhat similar you had family members who had family run or like family-owned businesses together too right do it like you had family members who had had done business together too right um no okay i didn't know if you had like been a part of a business or like saw one from afar. That's what I was asking. No, I don't think so. Like personal family. No, I don't think so. Okay. So let's get to give it a little bit of a recap. We'll, uh, explain how Christian and I, so we are not family members. Uh, we are friends. So we kind of fall into this, but we'll give you guys a little bit of a recap. And if you want to go check out, um, the previous episode and it's, uh, it's our signature story about how we started the company. And that goes in a lot more depth of like, the details of what happened but in a nutshell um we were friends for i don't know how long before that i know how long we've been friends now for maybe like five or six years before we started to get into the business mm -hmm. so we knew about each other um and we knew each other's i guess skill sets at that point because we've been around long enough um and then that's what sparked the interest i guess to even for me to reach out to you and say hey i need somebody who can design things and you're like, yes, that's me. So we already had like the understanding and the trust level. So now it's just a matter of do the skills align. So I think that's something that um, really helped us. But it was just me doing some marketing stuff um, and social media management. And I needed somebody to help out with the design side. And it just so happened to be that uh, it was somebody who I knew <laughs> and who was a friend. Like I said, I knew them for five or six years and got into the business that way. But I don't know. I don't think that's always the case, like that somebody knows them for a long a period of time. Like, for example, some people start businesses with somebody, they're like, oh, I'm an acquaintance with them, or I uh, I knew of them, or maybe it was an uncle or anything like that. So I think that's where you hear like the horror stories and I guess the, where the things go wrong or the problems or things change, I guess. Yeah, there was someone recently who's telling me about they started the business with their best friend. Oh, it was one of <clears throat> Megan's friends from school. Um, the husband basically started an insurance agency. Um, and he started it with his like childhood, like best friend. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, and we had kind of like a, a similarity on like, 
I mean, you're not my childhood best friend, but right. um, obviously my best friend. kind of were adolescent, and, 18. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, we didn't grow up like, yeah, our childhood, but yeah, when we were yeah, 17, 18, that's when we actually met um, and started this friendship. So it's definitely been a, a longer relationship than, like you're saying, an acquaintance mm-hmm. or uh, someone that you kind of just met. So I think that's one of the most important things, like with doing family or best friends or any type of friend is that one, I think you, you said match the skill set that you need, right. To run mm-hmm. the business. Right. Before just going like, uh, he's my best friend. So let's just do it together. Cause it will be fun to do it. Right. Uh, I also think like now looking back at everything, we sort of always meshed well, uh, because we were opposites. Right. And right. we didn't really skill know set. that, you know, I mean, skill sets is one thing, but like also, just the way that we think as well, mm-hmm. right? I think yeah, it's, very methodical and creative side, and I'm very much like a no. We need to go. We need to be. Yeah, we need to run. Be running around home base, and you're like, no, we're still going to first. Yeah. So I think something that I would recommend for people who are thinking about running a business with your family or a friend would be to do all these like personality tests yes. and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, enneagrams and whatever. Yeah. And just get a sense for, okay, this is really going to be a good match, a good puzzle match. Like, mm-hmm. if you guys are both the same. Yeah, no um, way. That, that's kind of iffy. It's kind of a bad territory to be in. Right. It's probably, like, <clears throat> it's it probably makes you best friends to, like, go to the bar or, like, go golfing or play sports with. Like, that, that part of it's different, I think. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, we love doing the same things. But then you get into business and you're like, wait, no. I want to do this. And you're like, yeah, I want to do this, but I want to do it my way versus, oh no, I want to do this and I want to do it my way. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I, that's something that I would definitely highly suggest. Just take those tests and see, you know, cause that's going to tell you and unearth a lot of uh, issues before they even happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can kind of play some scenarios and, you know, after you get those results and you'll, you'll know, mm-hmm. right. That, you know, things could go south. Um, just because you guys are too much alike, right? There's got to be some sort of balance in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes our partnership a really good one is that we're opposites and skill sets and like mindsets. Um, but at the same time, we're very similar too. Right. It's a, fi- it's a fine <laughs> line between mm-hmm. like we're both going after the same goal, which I think to Christian's point, like you guys could be very similar and probably still be successful in business. We're not saying that. It would just be harder. And if you don't take those tests or you don't figure out like uh, – Christian wants to be talked to like this way, or he likes to be celebrated this way, and you don't know that, then you could be making them mad, or the conversations could just go, like you said, south. But taking those tests, you at least alleviate potential problems down the road. I think being aware is probably one of the biggest things. Yeah. And it's also, I guess, figuring out the fine line between personal and with business, because, you know, for us anyway, like early days, we were both working at the same place and living at the same place. So we lived together for, about a year and a half, two years, um, as we started the company and our office was in the same, like literally same room, you know, it was 1500 square feet and our office was there too. So that's a, I mean, you got to really, I guess we're kind of, uh, experts on the, the matter of a uh, fine line between personal and business because we literally had the fine line. Yeah. The thinnest line you can think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then like, there's also obviously, you know, other things to consider, beyond just you know making a good match you know there's also like what's the split gonna be mm-hmm. um and then it's also you know the type of company that you want to you know have your partnership or llc or mm-hmm. 
S Corp, whatever. Right. Um, so there's definitely a lot of different things to to look into um, and to make sure that you're making the right decision um, when it comes to working like that. Because I, I feel like you hear a lot of horror stories, especially with the family run stuff. Yeah. Because um, there's like, you know, there's a lot of burn bridges that could happen, right? And a lot of bad things. Um, especially if the business areas. doesn't go well. Like if it's mm-hmm. not doing well and it's like, this is my son or daughter or wife and it's like the business is not going well because of them but you don't want to have that conversation with them because you're like no that's who i love right. but at the same time it's like if you don't fix this we're not going to have a business so like it's tough i think it's a tough conversation regardless you have to have ridiculously tough conversations yeah and i don't know it may be just like a generalization or just a bad stigma of like family-owned business right mm-hmm. um but to be honest, like in our experience, working with a lot of our clients that mm-hmm. are family-owned business or are like hu- husband and wife team mm-hmm. or uh, et cetera, like they're doing awesome. They're doing great, yeah. right? They're, they're doing really good things. Um, they have great partnerships, um, great businesses, and they run pretty, I mean, I guess from the outside <laughs> looking yeah. in, right? Um, they're pretty good businesses and, you know, and great people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I, Family-owned business is a, a bad thing or whatever. But in reality, from what we've experienced, mm-hmm. um, it's always been positive. I think and one of the things to look at it is like, there's a caveat to that, which is they've been in business for a decent amount of time. So it's like whoever spends the most amount of time, they figure out where they lay or where they lie, I guess. So like if they're husband and wife, they realize that, okay, this person's really good at this. So I'm going to let them stay in their lane and I do this. And then they allow the business to grow because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the reason you get into business is to – is to grow, is to be, is to become more profitable, to change lives. Um, but if you don't ever get out of your own way or their own way, then you just get stuck into the problem. So I think the the reason our clients are successful and they are like family owned is because they realize each one of them had their own specialty and let them run their lanes. And they also, you know, they probably blurred the lines a little bit between personal and business, but for the most part, it was like they never let the business get in front of the personal life. Like they never sacrificed that part of it because I think once you start to attack the person, then you can't ever take that back. And it's like that affects the business and their personal life. And if it goes bad south personally, I think the business is just like right there to follow after that. Mm, yeah. Business is a business and it should stay there. Right. Um, separated from, from everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, I think, yeah, the, the, positive i feel like always outweigh you know some of the i guess the negative stigma mm-hmm. um that it gets um because yeah like you said like with someone like your best friend or family member obviously you know them very very well right mm-hmm. and i think if if you use that knowledge to your advantage then um you can make it work and make it work like a thousand percent better right um than with someone who I mean, you may have just limited knowledge on who they are and how they work and mm-hmm. all these things. Um, so I think having that knowledge of that person um, and then like with the help of the test that you're taking, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. during, during the beginning, um, I think it's just, it, it just makes for a great company, right? It makes for just a, a great business, a great partnership. Um, it adds to that level of trust though too. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> when you have that other person 
like if you're in a partnership, if you guys are in a partnership now or like you're with family or whatever, like hopefully the only thing you're not thinking about that other people do have to think about if they get into a like a silent partner or something like that is like, is this person like have the best interest in mind for me? You know, right. at least for us, we know that, hey, this is what we're both going to achieve and this is how we help each other do that and this is how we make an impact. And if it's a family, like a husband, wife or something, then it's like, we're doing this together. If the business is successful, we're successful. So it's like that trust factor of saying like, okay, one person isn't trying to screw over the other person. I think that that's, it's never something that's ever crossed my mind where Christian was like, all right, I'm going to try to get it to this level and then sell the company and then just never tell Aaron about it. Right, exactly. And I feel like I wouldn't feel that way. Or like I would probably feel that way if it was like someone who, when I moved to Dallas, like I met them right there and then. Networking and, or something. Yeah. Let's start a business together. Yeah. There's yeah. always just like that level of like, you know. How well do I know this person? Exactly. So I think, yeah, trust is undervalued in this aspect. So like when you're running a business with your family, like you don't realize that trust. And, and it's why I guess you can have those uncomfortable or like you can talk to people differently. Like, I mean, early on, Christian and I had very heated debates and conversations with like, um, he's so friend now. So Franklin, um, very early on. And it's like, we would just go at each other about, I don't even know what it was just probably stupid stuff. But yeah. the point is we knew each other well enough that we could do that. It was probably not good for us to do it in front of him or whatever <laughs> else. Like Franklin's still a great, great guy. So shout out to Franklin. But the point is like, we could have those kind of conversations. So like if Christian was really upset with me, he would call me out on it versus just hopefully letting it fester for, you know, six months and then be like, all right, screw this. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, no, we had this heated conversation. And then, like I said, now it was years ago, I don't know what they're about or, you know, even recent ones, if we were upset with each other, I don't know what they're about, but we're able to let our emotions get out. And I think that's a positive versus I hate this guy. I hate this guy. And then just, you know, Hey, if you would have had that conversation, be like, oh, he's got the best interest in at my, you know, at my heart or whatever. I think also for, for I would say for the most part, because um, I've heard, I'd have heard stories of other families um, and their businesses, but for the most part, I would say that there's a factor of reliability too, mm-hmm. um, of just like showing up, right? Like going to work, like yeah, just just that little thing of like just showing up and going to work, um, just because like. Obviously, if you say you're sick, right, mm-hmm. and you're my best friend or my family member, like, probably going to go to my house and check on me. Like, yeah. you know, like, there, there's just this level of, like, you know, honesty and, and you have to be a reliable person. And mm-hmm. I just remember, like, back at Pizza Hut and having people call in, like, every week. I was like, oh, man, I'm sick. And it's like, I know you're not sick, but, you know, you whatever. Know, enjoy like, the lake. Yeah, 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 exactly. So with I think with from what we've experienced, I guess with each other, mm-hmm. um, it's just more, you know, we just show up or work from home or, you know, right. even if we're sick. Um, but even if we are, if we are, if we don't want to show up or whatever, it's just, again, that honesty factor. It's mm-hmm. like, look, I have this going on, like, whatever. You right. Know? Um, whereas, like, I think with other businesses, and like, I guess I'm going back to my pizza hut example, it's mm-hmm. like just a bunch of, like, phony excuses and, like, I don't know, just... Well, there's not buy-in either, right? Right, so there's, that's true. It's a little bit different. When some people, when it's only transactional, I think that you can only go so far too. Mm-hmm. So it's a positive and a negative because you've got to depend on the business to for your livelihood, which sometimes can be crazy at home. Um, but once we get it running and once it gets going, then it's kind of like a snowball effect. It starts to, I don't know, 
really makes sense. Um, and to like bring this back, I guess, like full circle, free, <laughs> full circle, full circle. It's like, you know, it goes back to um, we are like who we attract and what we do for our business. Like we've worked with a lot of, you know, family owned businesses and our deeper purpose for this is to have them have local businesses compete with the bigger guys. I think we talked about that in the very beginning of our company. Like, all right, yeah, we want to help local businesses and provide these marketing services for them um, so that they can compete with corporations. We talked about that, but we've never really expanded or we've never said it out loud as much, but then doing this podcast and talking about this, it's, I guess even more powerful because local businesses have a huge advantage to corporations because they have the trust factor and um, that level of knowing versus like, you know, if you go to a huge corporation, they have a board that they will meet once a month, maybe twice a month, and they know them from going out to drinks and whatever else, but it's not that deep level connection and that focus of going together. So that's why like, you know, that local business has an advantage to beat the bigger corporations and why, you know, all of you guys who are listening as local businesses, that's a huge advantage. If you can work with a best friend or family member after you do some of the assessments and figure out if it's good fit or not, Mm -hmm. um, is that you have so much more focus and that trust and you can't get that with a, with a corporation, which is, I mean, the advantage, I guess you got to play to your strengths and your, um, and use that. But I was going to ask you, um, this is more of like a rapid fire. You can just ask me, but now that we're talking about it, I'm just curious, like, um, what's been the, the strong or the strongest, the hardest part about working with like somebody, you know, versus, you know, like also, I guess to clarify, like, I think it's so much easier for you to run a business with somebody else as a partnership than it is a single own, a single, uh, entrepreneur or whatever, solopreneur, because, you at least have somebody to bounce ideas off of and stuff like that. But, um, I absolutely, uh, understand if people want to run it themselves, that's just what they want to do. But, uh, I was just more curious, like what's been the biggest challenge for you? I mean, I think what you mentioned earlier, like the, just having heated debates in the beginning. And I feel like you need to have, again, a deeper level of understanding of the business and set out certain rules. Like, you know, you can set out your code of conduct and like your dress your, code, your dress code and all that stuff. But beyond that, there needs to be like a deeper understanding, um, between the owners, um, and just a, a different set of rules where, you know, you've sort of agreed to, you know, if we have arguments and side A, side B, and there's no budging, you know, who's going to be that third person, that mm-hmm. referee, right? That tells us like, oh, you're right or wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to figure something out. So I think at the beginning, we didn't really have that. And it was a lot of, yeah, butting heads with mm-hmm. different things. Um, and I think, I mean, that's totally uh, something that you can fix. Right. Uh, again, by just having that deeper understanding and just sort of a set of rules or agreement that, you know, when a scenario like this happens, um, or whenever we don't agree about something, like this is how we are going to you know, handle, that, handle yeah. that situation or solve that. Um, and again, like we're a 50-50 partnership. So um, I think that in the beginning was also maybe a struggle. And it hasn't been a problem or anything. Right. Um, but I remember early on, it was either a business coach or maybe a current coach is that um, 
is that like, oh, that could be dangerous, right? If yeah. we don't agree on something, um, who's going to be that person that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we haven't had anything or any issues with that. Um, but I would say, yeah, maybe communication and that, like that set of rules on how to handle uh, disagreements, I guess, mm-hmm. um, was probably the, some of the biggest struggles. Okay. What about you? Uh, what would be me? Um, I guess just the, the opposites for me. So like you operate differently than I do. So it's like, and that's something that I'm learning with everybody. So like with all our employees and with just anything else, like, you know, I listened to a podcast the other day and it's like you starting off with a warm tone in a conversation um, in the very beginning, um, even for two minutes, will set the tone for everything else for the future. So like I want to like, hey, we're on this call for business. Uh, let's talk business. But instead, it should always be like, hey, so how are you doing? Or like, you know, hey, that it was uh, good to see you the other day. Or like, hey, you know, whatever. Else. Like just small talk, stuff like that, that um, that perception of people is just so much better. So like to get back to your point, I want to run around home, like third base and heading for home by the time that you're running to first. So I always want to move things so much quicker. So I'm like, oh, like, why is Christian not moving this quick or whatever? So like that would be frustration for me or it used to be. Um, and it's not necessarily a frustration with you. It's just my own internal dialogue of like, if we're not moving or if we're not making progress, then we're falling behind. And whoever I'm racing, I don't know who I was racing, then, um, you know, I just felt like I wasn't winning or I couldn't be successful or whatever. So it's the same thing. It's like... Um, with our employees or anything like that. It's just understanding that everybody's different. And so you're working with people. Mm-hmm. So I think I could have like started a business on my own, but I don't think I would be as successful or it wouldn't have been as fun, you know? Um, so I think that's, that's the thing is, do I think I could have, and I think that's for everybody who's a local business owner who's listening right now is like, could you start it on your own? Probably. Could you be successful? Probably. But to what extent or, you know, whatever, how you define success may be different. But to me, it's just be kind of like, uh, as we're going through COVID, it's like, I got to make all these decisions myself. I don't have anybody to bounce it off of. Like that mm. would just be hard. It seems like, you know, I would probably give myself stress and I don't have any stress. So long tangent to say, it's just, we just have different, mo- uh, motivations for movement. And so just learning that has been something. So I think the whole recap from all this is to tell you guys uh, at least there's at least two votes, or at least my vote is you should uh, do a business if it makes sense with a family member or friend, but you should definitely audit them. Like don't just jump into business, but I vote for you to do it. And I think you have an advantage if you do it. All right. So if you guys want our free training to walk you through our three part proven system to attract, qualify and convert leads, um, I would just go ahead and click the link below, whether you're watching on YouTube or uh, our podcast, uh, any way that you're uh, consuming this content, there will be a link in the description. It's a 38 minute training. It walks you through exactly how to qualify uh, attract, sorry, qualify and convert more leads. It's something that we struggled with in our, in the very beginning of the business. Um, and it's really helped us now. So if you're a local business owner and you are working with a family member or best friend, and you want to that advantage, um, this training will walk you through exactly how this, how to do that. Um, and would love to have you check out the free training. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Marketing Natives. If you're a first time listener, please make sure that you hit subscribe, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, wherever it is, um, or YouTube. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, that way you don't miss out on any of the episodes that we put out every single Monday. And if you've been listening for a while, please make sure to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest rating and review. Um, if you leave us a review, we will shout you out on the episode on one of our future episodes, and it really helps us to reach more people. So uh, if you're that local business owner and or you're listening to this and you know of somebody who's a local business owner who's in a partnership with their family member or best friend, make sure to share this episode with them and we'll talk to you guys next time. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.